Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Moms, welcome to episode 32 of the Gather Moms podcast, where we are talking all things home. And today, we're not talking about a room in your home in particular, which we didn't do last episode either. <laughs> do you remember the, when did we talk about a room last? You know, the front door. The front door. <laughs> have we made it to another room? Oh, the little people's room. We did. So we have a bedroom and a front door. Hey, listen. Stellar. Y'all got a long way to go with us, but that's okay, because every week it's something new. We're in the house. We We're just in the house. We're necessarily taking the path that we initially envisioned, right? Yeah, I was thinking back to our, like, promo, and I was like, are we actually doing what we said we were going to do? Okay, so for those that are hanging with us, maybe next time we'll do an actual room. The dining room, the kitchen, the last episode with Christina, I feel like we could potentially call that the office, because we're talking about productivity. Yes, yes. You know, but she also but just I don't some, think we even mentioned no, the word office <laughs> in that one. Thanks for loving us anyway, guys. Uh, Because today we are not talking about a particular room, but something that you may find throughout your home and something I love in particular and Rebecca feels so-so about. (laughs) Definitely so-so. And that is houseplants. It's got it in the name. Yeah. Can we call them home plants? Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. But, I mean, we're in the house. Yes. And we're talking about houseplants. Yes, yes. Because houseplants are a thing. Like, they are a thing now. Like, not a fake thing. Like, a real thing. Like, a real like house plant. a thing. Oh, yeah. They need to be real. They need to be Listen. real. Okay. I got some fake ones in my house. Do you really? Do you remember, like, back in the day when the ficus, the artificial ficus, is it called a ficus tree? Yeah. Like, that was the thing to have in your house. I'm pretty sure in our first apartment, we had the Papazon chair, which we discussed was the incorrect <laughs> purchase with the gift cards from the wedding. And we had a ficus tree. The ficus was a thing. Did you have one? I did not ever have a ficus. Oh, we did. Jeremy had one in his office. <gasps> yes. And see, that's right. I'm confused. I think they were supposed to be in the office, but we bought it for our home. <laughs> so, you know, I, this is my bad if, if somebody is feeling this, but I, I think this is part of my upbringing, but I kind of give a side eye to fake plants. <laughs> I'm not into it. I think they're weird. Hey, your wreath on your front door is fake. I know, and I have some things in vases around my house that are fake, and I, you know, like, when some of my family comes, like, I think it's part of our, like, family culture of, like, you know, you we move do those so they plants. don't see them? No, but I just kind of know that they're judging me <laughs> <laughs> for my fake things. Yeah. That is so funny. My fake floral things, yeah. That is so funny, because I, I just feel like fake plants in your house is, like, everybody has it. I know. Like peer pressure, go get one. Yeah, that little spring arrangement from Hobby Lobby to put on your dining room table with For fake sure. tulips. Well, you have to have them, like right? It spruces up the place. So, how many plants do you have in your house? Do you think? Maybe real, okay, real one first. How many real plants do you have? Maybe two. Okay, three. I have three. Okay, two Christmas cactuses. Okay, I love that. Which still have not bloomed. 
Come um, on, somebody cactus. gave us a Christmas cactus this year, and it bloomed. And it was so pretty, and now it's doing really well still. So I don't know if it'll bloom again next year. Okay, or what. well we're hoping. I'm still like loving it. Okay. Um, actually, what's funny is that the person that gave it to me gave it in one of those foil wrappers. You know how yeah. the plant comes in a foil wrapper. And this week, I'm not even kidding. Like I didn't even know we were talking about this. Greg was like, "I'm done with the foil wrapper." <laughs> We've had it for like two years in the foil wrapper. And I feel like the reason it's not blooming is because it's wondering if you're going to keep it. Yes. So I'm. he went and bought a real pot. We replanted the Christmas cactus and it is officially a part of the Bradford home. Wow. That's a big deal. And he really was standing there going, okay, buddy, you have your own pot now. Yes. So you are you part of the family. Yes. Isn't that funny? Okay. But that's so, okay. I love the language that you're using because I do think that the plants become a part of the family. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse what? me. Greg and I are on the same page. Y'all want to talk sure. to your plants together? Yes. <laughs> okay. How many fake plants do you think you have? Definitely one. Okay. I think just one. Okay. Yeah. That's good, right? That's not overkill. No, that's not okay. overkill. Yeah. Okay. I just, it's really, it kind of gives me the oogie googies when like they have dust on them and I'm like, you guys, oh, yes. what are we doing? That's the thing with the ficus tree. It was like a yeah, dust catcher. It was. And then when you moved it, all the dust would fall. <laughs> it was nasty. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, we got our first plant um, 18 years ago when we got married. I'm going to tell you about that. But so Do you then, still have it? Okay. Hold on. It's a whole story. But now I'm up to, I have 22 houseplants. <gasps> Y'all, we may need a support group. <laughs> is there a group out there for those who have too many houseplants? Well, and so we're going to circle back to that because I, I think I'm at the point where it's like, okay, this is enough. You know, this you have is three children. Cake. Yes. And 22 houseplants. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So we got this first plant when we got married. My friend Melissa had worked in a floral shop. She loved plants and stuff like that. So when she came to visit Jeremy and I, when we were like newly married and she came to our new house, she bought us a plant. Oh, a housewarming gift. I love that. Yes. And um, anyway, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about houseplants, you know. And so I kind of barely kept it alive. And then Jeremy and I watched um, the movie. It's called called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Love that movie. Do you remember? The yellow dress might be one of my favorite okay. formal evening gowns of all time. Do you remember the love fern? The love fern. She gave you a fern? No. Okay. But that's what we call this plant. <laughs> It's kind of an ivy type. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but you know, it has like the trailing whatever. Yes. So we call it our love fern and I've kept it alive for all these 18 years. Does it kind of make you feel weird? Like if it were to die one day, if that was like a bad oh, omen? Man. I'm not trying to play <laughs> that plant in me. We're going to make it the whole 70 years or whatever that Jeremy and I are married. Okay. Yeah. That's really impressive. I give you total props for keeping a plant alive for 18 years. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. And I learned how to propagate it. So then you, oh, can, no, like, no. you see, can take the trailer. Okay, dictionary, please. What does propagate mean? You can take this one. So then it, it gets to be so long and so big, all those trailing things. So you can take them and like, and like, um, put them back into the soil, part of the trailing, and okay. then it grows more and more and so more. So you cut them off. Yeah, or you can take one of those vines and then you just stick it in soil in a new pot and it starts to make a whole new plant. So plants, I feel like they're a whole thing now. Yes, yes. It's um, it's a trend. It's okay because I did something. Of course, you know. Whenever I <laughs> run the show, it. 
over here. When it's my turn to lead the way, I'm going to do some research. Okay? What are you saying? That I potentially don't do research? Oh, man. You're the research queen. <laughs> I do I do use dictionary.com. You love to define a word. I love to define a word. Yeah. And I love to do a deep dive on some random, you know, backstory <laughs> of why this is a thing. But this trend that we're in, I want to say, Rebecca, that you called this years ago. Because it was years ago at your birthday dinner that you were like, y'all, cactuses. And now everybody has one in their home. Yes. And then cacti, cactus, became a huge thing. Succulents. I don't, oh, okay. The succulent trend. Yes, you were out ahead of it. Listen, can we get stock in that? Because I've <laughs> not made a single dime off that cactus. No. How many years ago was that? Three, four? Where you started getting into Was cacti? it 2017? Yeah. I don't know. That maybe four years. Yeah, four yeah. years. Yes. So you called it. Okay, people, do y'all want to know what's coming for 2022? Come on. I don't know. I need to come up with something. Hang on. Let me think. Oh, I thought you had something No, I don't have holster. <laughs> I was really excited. Okay, but hang on. I'm gonna, I mean, sometime during the season, I will make my prediction, okay? Okay. okay. At some point, we're going to need to circle when we get to the closets about what is happening with the trend of clothing right now. Are you talking about my closet? Because I probably have too much. No, dude. I'm talking about the trends in clothing. Oh, yes. Spring yeah. trends. Yes. Okay. These big old baggy pants that are all the color of sand. All the color of sand. I know. Why, why is that sand? That does not look good with my skin. No. No. You look like dirt. Yes. 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 There are like two people that Especially can Especially when you're not tan and then your skin's like mayonnaise and you try to put that sand on it. I mean, at least if you're going to wear the sand, let's do some like self-tanning first. Yes. We're rabbit trailing. I know. Okay. So succulents. So succulents, I feel like kind of were the big thing. Yes. But I struggle with succulents. I can keep an aloe plant alive, but most succulents I kill. Like the real cute ones that look like like, almost like flowers. Yes. I have one of those. So I have four house plants. Okay. I murder those. Yeah. No, he still has a flower on it. He looks real happy. Wow. Okay. I'm impressed by that. Yes. I can keep aloe succulents and that's it. Don't aloe live outside? Do you bring that inside? They can be inside, but they they need sunlight. Okay. Yeah. So there's been this huge boom in houseplant popularity, and it is being driven by the millennials and Gen Z. Thank you, millennials. Yes. And the National Gardening Survey states that 18 to 34-year-olds now occupy 29% of all gardening households. So they're the ones driving this whole thing is this... Those generations, the millennials, okay. which technically I'm in, just barely, Listen, and Gen Z. You young people. Okay, but I was listening to the Pioneer Woman the other day, and she went to visit her daughter at college, and she said, and she had a houseplant. Yeah. I never even had a houseplant when I was her age. No. So that's so interesting. Right. That they're the ones that really want the houseplant. Okay, so then that begs the question. Now, unfortunately for you, I mean, or fortunately for me, I know the answers because I did the research on this, but <laughs> what do you think is causing this boom among those generations with houseplants. Is it because they're living in cities where there's like no parks and they need green in their life? Good job, buddy. Any other things? Oh, that probably meant that was a wrong answer. <laughs> no, that was Okay, keep good. moving along. Um, because they don't want to have children for a long time because they're trying to pursue their careers and so they want a plant to keep alive. You are so smart. And are you serious? I, yes. <laughs> so the major reasons that they're saying is that um, – First of all, it's a very techie generation, right? And we don't have as much time to go outside and be outside. And so they're bringing the outdoors indoors, right? So because you have this kind of human instinct to want to connect with nature and 
there's this almost like just natural thing where they're wanting to bring the, the plants inside because we're not outside as much as we used to be. Okay, I get that. And um, they are working and traveling more, you know, and millennials and Gen Z are much more urban. And so it's much easier to have a plant than something like a pet, right? Right. But it's something that they can care for. Um, and the other part is that this generation is very much about wellness, self-care, Oils. the environment, organic, right. And Recycle. so that kind of goes with that whole thing, right? That's hilarious. They're probably feeling like they're like adding oxygen to our world by having plants, right? Okay. Like don't hate on that. Excuse me. I, I heard I the mean, sarcasm in that. The research is out there, Rebecca, that they, plants really do. They clean the air. So Kate's house has really clean hair. Yes. Because she has 22 of them. Okay, there's all this research that shows that students study and retain knowledge better. Okay, if they do I it next to a houseplant. No, if there's houseplants <laughs> in that room. I'm going to go get Jake and Ivy and put People, it on his desk. Watch so him. Watch him. He's going to be like, Mommy, I'm ready for MIT. <laughs> You just watch. Yes. The people recover from surgery faster if there's plants around. It's like crazy, all the research that's out there. Okay. Yeah, it's a real thing. Okay. Now I got another little nugget for you. All right, I'm ready. Okay. So people have been bringing plants in the house since like the first man. Laura Ingalls? Way back. Go back. I didn't see no plants in her TV show. There were, you know, hanging dried herbs. Oh, Okay, yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Now, if we go back to the caveman days, like people, what are the people called that like dig things up? Paleontologists. Okay. Have found proof that even like the earliest man had, they would bring plants indoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, take that nugget. Okay. Then we can bring it to the Bible because you remember old King Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah. Okay, trivia moment. Which which book is he from? Okay, hang on. I can do this. King Nebi. Esther? No. <laughs> Wait. No. There no. was some king in there, right? I think it's I think it's Daniel. I think it's Daniel. I think it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And okay, Daniel. it has to be after the Pentateuch. Yeah. So so Joshua? I think it's Daniel. I really do. Oh. I really I do. I think it's Daniel. People. I was way off. Um, but so it says that um that was around six hundred BC and that King Nebuchadnezzar started the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Okay, I do remember hearing this. Yes. Yes. And he did that for his wife, who was from an area um, like Assyria or Persia, and she loved greenery from her homeland, and there wasn't anywhere she was, so he created this very ornate Hanging Gardens of Babylon for her. And supposedly, like, they found evidence that this had cedars, date trees, palms, and seasonal flowers, like within this structure that he built, these things lived in there with her. That's so nice of him. Good job, husband. So, and then the other thing is that the houseplants went on a major rise then during the pandemic with people not being able to get outside. You know, you know what was open during the pandemic? Lowe's and Home Depot. (laughs) Everybody said garden department. Here I come. Oh my goodness. And so people, so many people, this, the rise, there was 30% of people bought a houseplant for the first time in the pandemic. Like 30% of the plants that were bought were new time. That was the first time people bought a houseplant because they were like, okay. Okay. Don't you wonder how they gather that information? Like, you do know. you call these people and say, hey, <laughs> do you did, you, did you buy a houseplant? What month was that? How old are you? Are you a millennial? <laughs> like, I want to be one of those survey people. I will stand outside Lowe's and I will ask you questions. I will do that. Do you feel like you've seen, I mean, okay, 
to to the point of the pandemic, we haven't been in a lot of people's houses in the last year. <laughs> but do you feel like you've seen more houseplants in people's homes? Or do you not pay attention to that mess? I mean, I go in my parents' home, and my dad loves plants. Yeah. But he doesn't really have them in the house. Oh, no, my mom does have plants in the house. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. That's not really one of the things I notice. Yeah. Like, I notice it in your house because you have 22. So there are a lot of places. And when you water them, you put that picture on Instagram with them all sitting on your counter. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, my goodness, she has so many plants. <laughs> well, so, and if you look, like, on Instagram, I mean, anybody that's a millennial or Gen Z, like, when they're taking a picture, they usually have a houseplant in their picture. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Maybe and that's in their Zoom then, right? If they're working from home and they're for Zooming. sure. you got to have a plant in the background. Yes. Okay. Right? It's yes. part of the whole aesthetic. Um, and so the most popular ones that people have, do you know what the, the big one that most people have is called? Ivy. No dog. And Ivy, that's like the 70s, um, 80s. Um... Fiddle leaf fig. Fiddle leaf fig. Do you know what that is? I think I know what it looks like in my mind. Yeah, it's a big monster, and a lot of people do buy those fake. Because the thing is, those are hard to keep That's alive. That's the one I've seen on Insta influencers that yeah. they're like trying to sell me from Amazon. Yeah, the fiddle leaf fig. Yeah, okay, because it's really cool looking. Yeah, but they are so hard to keep alive. And the other one is called a monstera leaf, and it's also like really big. And that one's also very hard to keep alive. And so part of it, part of this whole thing, is with anything that becomes a trend. Then there's this competition of like, who's the better plant? you know, mom or dad, right? Who's going to keep these plants I'm going to go ahead and take last place on that. I'm just going <laughs> to step out and be like, I'm so sorry, plants, if you don't stay alive in my house. No. It's okay. Well, and so for me, I researched, like, which ones, the first plants I bought for my house, I bought these ones from Lowe's that were called Plants of Steel. Because I wanted something that was not going to die easily, you know? I'm going to need all of our listeners that research house plants before they purchase one to raise their hand on social media okay so many people just raise their hand you cannot even believe it because research them yes because I wanted to know like what plants I want plants here you know so we redid our house I think this is the other reason for the trend is that a lot of people we've kind of gone to the grays and the whites yes and we sucked a lot of the color out yes and so then you go okay wait I need some color and plants are kind of like oh this is a nice way to add color right you know so for me the snake plant the ZZ plant, some aloe vera, you know, are some easy things that you can add in that do not require much care and add some color and clean your air. Mm, I, I love fresh I oxygen in my house. Poem. It's so fabulous. Okay, but here's part of the problem with, ha- with houseplants. You could just open a window. Okay, just Okay, rude. Here's part <laughs> of the problem with houseplants. There's sometimes bugs. <gasps> oh, the bugs. Tell me about the bugs. Okay, so we've got these gnats now. Like not fruit fly gnats. They're similar. They're similar. Okay. It's like fruit fly nets because the gnats feed on like the decay in the soil that, okay. from the houseplants. Yes. And so now I've got 22 places for these gnats to be like, yo, I'm okay, living Okay, people my best did life. want to come over to your house because they were like, ooh, fresh oxygen, I'm coming. And now they're like, mm, I'm out. I don't need to be around a gnat. So, but I think it's so interesting because it's like anything like you think, oh, that's going to be so cool. I'm going to add that into my life. There's always going to be some kind of gnat associated, right? Oh, There's always, are you bringing a home on the spiritual side? Are we, know, are we doing it? This is not what I planned, <laughs> but I feel like it's there for the picking. That anything you think is going to like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, there's always going to be some kind of maintenance or downside or something. 
I don't know that you didn't expect that you now have to deal with because you've added this thing into your life. I think that's true though, because I think I hear people say that when you choose to do something, sacrifice is involved. Yeah. Like there's something that you have to give up or take care of. Yeah. And if you're not, then why is it worth having? Because then you're not really doing anything. Well, and I think, I mean, for me, that's kind of what we've been talking about this whole season is like, be mindful of what you're bringing into your house because yeah, it, it may be something that you like and adds to your aesthetic, but it just may be another burden that you have to bear. Right. Right. And so you have to decide like, is, is the profit and loss worth it for me here? What's the rate of return on what I'm doing? Yes. Is this worth it for me? You know, am I, so for me, there's lots of aspects with the plants that I love. Like, um, I really love plants, and you and I were really on a gardening kick for a few years there. Oh, bless those days when we thought we were going to have, like, homemade salsa every night at dinner. I know, but it got to the point where it became so hard to maintain. And in Texas, we have these summers that are just killer. Yes. And so having indoor plants for me is a way to kind of, I don't know, get to enjoy some of that the same stuff that I liked about my garden but I'm not having to go outside in the heat Kate is not about going out in that heat to water them plants <laughs> and so with the gnats you know that has been something Jeremy was already kind of like look giving me the side eye about all these plants he's like I don't know what we're doing with all these plants <laughs> and then the gnats came around and he's like these are all about to go I'm gonna tell you right now because he's laying in the bed and he's like swatting a gnat you know and he's like do you have a plant sitting next to your bed I have two in my room and then there's like five in the bathroom right there. You have five in your bathroom? Well, that's where your big window is. Yes. Okay. That's like my terrarium. It's very lovely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Would you like to bathe in the terrarium? Oh, it's very pleasant. It's okay. like going to a spa because there's all these plants. And it, yes, it feels very fertile <laughs> and lovely. But so about to make a baby. Then I had to start figuring out, you know, like, what am I going to do about these gnats? Because for a while, we just swatted them. And this is another, hang on to this, because I think we're going to come back around this spiritually. But I think for a while, we just swatted at the gnats. Oh, I feel it. And it was a pain. Mm-hmm. And then I had to be like, okay, I've got to get intentional and figure this out. You Holy know? Spirit speaking truth right here. <laughs> I am hearing it. And so on the very practical level, y'all got to get you some neem oil and spray it in your plants. On the spiritual level, what are the gnats that are flying around in your house that you've just been putting up with that you need to strategically go, okay, that's enough. Y'all don't, you're not welcome here and you need to go. So we're talking to the plants and now we're talking to the gnats. Listen, you learn so much from plants. I, I agree with that. I will say like, as I read scripture and you see the way that God weaves story into scripture, yeah, the things that he continually uses as illustrations, so much of it is involved with nature. It's agrarian. And there's yeah. so many beautiful truths in scripture about plants and growth and maintaining and yes. keeping it going. And so I agree with you. I think there really is so much truth in that. And maybe it's because we're believers and we're like, we we want this nature. We want this God's creation to be all around us. For sure. And so bring on the houseplants. Jesus would have had houseplants. I'm going to tell you <laughs> right now. He's sitting in his mansion in heaven. He's like, this is my ficus. This is You my- know, the Bible says that he got a mansion for you. So I'm pretty sure he's already decked out your mansion with houseplants. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got them. I cannot wait. There's I cheese balls in mine. Wait. But you got houseplants in yours. So one of the things that's so interesting about houseplants is that the easiest way to kill them is overwatering, right? Which is like, you think, oh, you look sad. I should water you. Right. Yeah. But that's how most people kill their plants is they give them too much water, right? And, you know, I, 
I think about our house plants and there's so much, I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about, but I think the thing I wanted to hone in on is how our plants are like our children. And, you know, we can, just like with them, there, there are little things in, that are gnats in their own lives. There are areas where we overwater and why are we doing that? And, you know, the Bible actually talks about our children being like plants. Do tell. Well, and you know about this because we wrote a whole book on it. <laughs> And I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll tell the moms more about that at the end because they want to get homegrown. But, um, we loved this scripture. This comes from first Corinthians three, five through nine. I'm going to read you the whole thing. Then we'll kind of circle back to why this matters here. So this is Paul talking and he is coming after the Corinthian people because they're disgruntled because there's another guy named Apollos that's also sharing the gospel. And the Corinthians had originally received the gospel from Paul and they're saying, this Apollos guy shouldn't be here. And so he's responding to them. And he says, what after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. So here we go. This is where it hits home for us. I planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. And I see that so much in parenting, right? Mm -hmm. Our job as mamas, we get to plant the seed and we get to water it, but it's God who makes the growth. Yes. Yes. And I think I was just talking to another mom about this the other day that so much of some of the things that are in my children, I didn't actually plant there. Yeah. Like it's their experiences. It's their teachers at school. It was an Apollos. Yes. It it was a lady at church that loved them in the nursery. It was their grandmother. It was other people in their life. Yes. That like they, I'm so thankful for them because they planted a seed in them. Yes, that's right. And my favorite thing about my plants is when I see a new leaf emerging, you know, it starts to barely shoot up and it it's all furled up in a curl uh-huh. and then it slowly begins to unfurl and I watch it get bigger and grow. And that is the only part of the plant I have no control over. Right. I can't make that plant grow. Right? Right. I can help make sure it has a good environment. I can help sure it make sure it has all the things that it needs. Right. I can nurture it, but I can't make it grow. I have no power to like, I can't pull on it and make a new leaf shoot up. I can't be real sweet to it and coax a, a new flower out. I can't. That all that is God's part, right? Yes. That's the God magic yes. in the plants. Yes. And it's the same way with our kiddos of we can plant seeds and we can water, but it's God who makes the growth, you know? Yes. But we want to so often coax out the growth. We want to pull out what we want to be seeing in them, and but we don't actually have any control over that. We are impatient people, and I think so many of our guests this season have talked about that, that as a mama, you have to be patient yeah. with your children, that you cannot force behaviors on them, you cannot force growth on them, yeah. that really we are um, used by God to nurture that out of them, just mm-hmm. like you said, to give them the right environment, the right nutrients, but then to trust that when I can't see anything happening in them, that the Holy Spirit is doing something on the inside. Right. And when I think about overwatering or underwatering them, you know, I think overwatering comes from anxiety within us where maybe we're not seeing what we want to see out of them or we want to make sure um, that everything is just right. And so we water too much. We get too involved. We say too much. We try and control their friends and who they're hanging out with and they we're messaging their teachers, right? No, it's so true, especially now with a teenager. It's this nagging. You just, 
it's like I'm not giving him opportunity to do it on his own. I just think if I ask enough questions and I bang on his door enough and I follow up on those grades enough that somehow I'm going to make a difference here. And that's so true. It's like I'm overwatering. Like, okay, I've asked. I've, now I've got to step back and let that kid do it. Right. And, you know, with the underwatering, I think most of us probably don't struggle with that as much, right? Because we're, we're trying to water. But sometimes in that underwatering is when maybe we're not paying attention. You know, we let something get away from us that we're not seeing because we're not just kind of regularly checking in. You know, with my plants, I go around and the way I know to water them is I touch the soil. Right. And if the soil feels really dry, then I have to water it. If I touch the soil and it's wet, well, then it's good. Right. And with our kids, we have to have those touch-ins where we're going to touch the soil and we're saying, okay, do they are they getting enough water? Are they getting enough from me? Not too much because it will actually kill them, you know, this plant. It will be dangerous to them. And so am I giving them the right amount of water here? I think that's such a good word too because I was actually reading something the other day about a mom who said, she was sitting on the couch reading a story to her child that they're like, they're reading on their own now and they don't ask for her to read to them. And this kid did. And so she sat down to read to them and her phone was next to her and it would buzz when a text would come through. And she said, I could feel my child tense mm, to wow. see if I was going to stop reading and listen to my, or check my phone. And when I didn't, the child relaxed back into my arms. Wow. And I think that's a good word for us as moms that I can very easily get caught up in myself. Yeah. And forget that my child needs me to touch and check yeah. in with them. Yeah. Because sometimes I may just assume they're doing great, uh-huh. but I have not taken right. the time to sit down with them and really spend that time with them. Yeah. So for me, that's a great word to go, wait a second. It, I have to make sure that they are getting the water that they need. Yeah. And then, you know, we think about the gnats because we think about that situation, that there are sometimes there are bugs in the garden. You know, there are things that come in, whether it's the enemy or whether it's, you know, the child's own sin or friends that are causing, you know, putting these little gnats in the way. And the thing with gnats that I had to learn about my plants is they're not just going to go away. Gnats don't go away on their own. Once they have made a home there, they're going to keep replicating until we deal with that situation, right? Right, right. And so just like with our children, these if, they, if they're having behaviors or we're seeing a sin struggle or something like that, those behaviors aren't just going to go away if we, if we ignore them. You right. know, if we just kind of swat them away and try and keep going. Yes. Just like what we talked about with Christina, that we sit down and we have a come to Jesus meeting and we're like, hey, listen. Right. We need some neem oil. What do we need to do here? Because this is not working. Yes. You know? Yes. This area is not working. Instead of just, I feel like we swat things away and we just kind of keep going and then we end up erupting at some point, you know, or things get too far away from the kiddo instead of us kind of coming in and saying, hey, there's a bug in the garden here. Let's address this. Well, and to be reminded too that while they're little, you know, some of those things work themselves out in just their growth. You know, they're just growing up and they're learning right. their environment. For sure. But I do think there comes a point where we have to decide, okay, is it okay now at age 10, but is it going to be okay at age 18? Mm -hmm. And so it may be something that's just frustrating to you or annoying, Mm -hmm. but it may be something that you need to address as a mom. Yeah. Because left unchecked, right now it may not be that bad, Uh but in 5, 10, 20 years, it's totally different. Girl, yes. That was something I actually, you're saying exactly something I learned in a teacher training, I don't know, 18 years ago. And she said, what's cute now may not be cute in three months. Basically saying that with your students, you know, that with my students, if they're making, maybe cracking a disrespectful joke, 
maybe it's funny the first time and I'm like, oh, that was pretty witty. But then three months later, if they're right. still doing it and it's disrupting my classroom. And so what may be cute now in a kiddo, can you project that 10 years down and go, oh, that's not going to be cute then. Right. We need to look at that. For sure. You know. For sure. That's a good word. They're dropping F-bombs at two. You know, you might be like, oh, that was funny. And then, you know, you look back. Not, not so funny when they're bigger. No, no. So I just think our houseplants can be a good reminder for us of, of what our calling is as mamas and what it isn't, you know, and that as we go around and we check on the plants in our home and make sure, are they getting the right amount of water? That it's a reminder for us. Are we checking on our kiddos? Are they getting the right amount of water? And are there any gnats that we need to deal with? And and to pay attention to that because those, those things want to come in and disrupt the soil of our children. And we want to help create a healthy environment for them and let God let them grow. Well, and from last week's episode with Christina where she talked about that as mamas, sometimes when we don't have the time to put our game face on yeah. and something just erupts out of us, I really want the Lord to make sure that I'm getting enough water. Yes. Am I spending the time that I need That's to good. to make sure that I am growing properly? Because when I grow properly, it helps my family grow properly. That is really good. I hadn't even thought about that part. That's very good. My own care. Am I getting the yes. right amount of water? Yes. That's great. So moms, this whole concept that we talked about, Rebecca and I actually wrote a Bible study called Homegrown, and it is a four-week study, and we feel like God has used it so much in the lives of moms that we love and in our own lives when we were writing it. So we would love for you to get your own copy. You can go to Amazon, 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 <laughs> Amazon, Amazon, and just search Homegrown Bible Study. And you will see it and just order you a copy and let us know what you think about it. And we are so thankful that you are here with us today. If you get a new houseplant or you love houseplants, make sure to tag us over on at Gather Moms. And we will see you next time. Bye, moms.